0: Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason You ready to talk about Xenogears?
1: I am not ready yet. <laughs> let's talk about something
0: else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just kidding,
0: let's do it. It's, it's always intimidating task. There's a lot to talk about. Um, we stopped last time on the Reaper ship, the Wells ship with Billy. Um, right before going down and fighting the boss. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, you had stopped a little before that, but there's not much. There's not much going between. through that whole thing until. So basically yeah. go down and fight the boss.
1: Which is basically mm. another Redrum, thing
0: again. Another Wells that looks exactly like it.
1: Except it has gray a gray cloak shawl <laughs>
0: instead of a red one. A red
1: one. Or gray hair instead yeah. of red hair. I don't know if that's hair or a shawl.
0: Um, and uh, for the most part, like the boss is, Fairly similar like the strategy is similar the only difference is that he uses his two death like instant death attacks right off the bat like the first two rounds yeah and then he'll never do it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was thinking like oh my
1: gosh this is gonna be red room again and this is gonna be so friggin hard but but um, this is the first time we've seen uh, I I, I, it was no it was very well done um, by the game creators to put this enemy right after the orphanage, right yes. after we discovered that the last Red Room we killed oh, right. was somebody's yeah, dad. Like a it was like a real person. Kind of thing. And so then we go out and oh here's the more more wells and reapers and we go out and boom we see another of the exact mm-hmm. same kind of person, right? Yeah. And we kind of thing. have an idea of what's going on this time. Yep. That was well done.
0: Now, right after this battle, Bloody, which is the name of this one, Red Room was the name of the first one. Yeah. This one's name is Bloody. Bloody says um, I'm counting on you, and dies. <laughs> I,
1: I took notes on this. I took notes on this in the Japanese. It's a
0: little different. It's close, it's, but it's a little different. It's different. It's, it's, it, even if it's just a little different, it makes unbelievably way more sense. Not, not translated this way, but the, the way it should be. Yes. Because yes, the, yes. next, the next thought is from Billy as he's on, like, the computer terminal. And he, and he thinks... It's my buddy. I'll call him over here.
1: I yeah. This is this so. This is terrible. This is this is so bad. It, the, he must have <laughs> just like maybe he had a cold this day when he was translating these lines. Maybe he just wasn't feeling good. He had a yeah. headache. So the Japanese is is just great. So, um, it's okay. So it says mo um, aniki ato wa tanonda. So tanonda means to count on somebody. So that's why it says oh. I'm counting on you, right? Yeah. But it says aniki, which was not translated, I don't think. it Aniki means older brother. Yes. But here's where, I think here's where um, Honeywood may have gotten a little bit uh, thrown off. This is in katakana. This is not the kanji. Uh, the way aniki would oh. typically be written is in kanji. And aniki is the same word that... Um, Ah, oh, what's his name? The beaver man who gives us all our tools. Hammer? Hammer. It's the same word he uses when he calls us bro. Oh, it's
0: yeah. It's
1: Haniki, Haniki. Uh. Like big and bro. Yes, yeah. big bro. So this guy's using the same word, Aniki, except it's in katakana. I don't know why they wrote it in katakana. Huh. And so that makes me, I believe that threw Honeywood off. <laughs>
0: well, he puts on there. So maybe it's him thinking, like, oh, I don't know well, how to Well, that's this. the first part. I'm counting on
1: you. Which is mole. <laughs> Or no, moo. Oh, so he does say um. Yeah, but not really. The moo doesn't necessarily mean um. It's just a, it's just a sound. It's just yeah. a ah, uh, or it's just a sound. It's, it doesn't really necessarily mean um. Well, um is just a sound too, I guess. I don't know. I can different. kind of see it's where like he's a coming death from. Groan, like, yeah, uh, it's more like right? uh. Yeah, it's not um. It's more like uh. The castle uh. UGH. Uh. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> UGH or something like that. Uh. And yeah. then, um,. Aniki Atowa, so little brother, after this, I'm counting on you for or the next thing, brother, after this, big right? Brother, yeah. Big brother, I'm counting on you after this. Um, so I get why he was thrown off. I can kind of see it a little and, bit. And
0: clearly that's in reference to the, the giant wells that's outside, yes. right? And
1: so a better translation would be like, "Ah, uh, older brother, after this, I'm counting on you. Yeah. Done. And that would be way better. Way better. Instead of... I'm counting on you. You have <laughs> um, no idea what he's talking about.
0: Um, dot, dot, dot. Like,
1: I can't even think of what to say. I'm counting on you. <laughs> but You know what they could have done? I'm counting on you, in quotes. <laughs> At least that, that would work. have given us the idea yeah. that he was referring to Suggesting someone other than us. that right? there's
0: something else after this, yeah.
1: Because, uh, so then the next the next response here from Billy, which makes no sense, um, is, Aniki d'Ate. Aniki d'Ate is, is him saying, you mean Aniki? Like, did you say aniki? Like, yeah. that would be how you would say that, right? Aniki. Oh, he said aniki. He said older brother. Okay. And then the next one is, kore de Yondeko, which is, okay, then I'll call him with this. Now, this is also confusing. I, I believe... He's referring to... he Because he does a thing on the computer, and I believe he called the orphanage, right? Yes. To, to he's send, signaling he sent a the orphanage. That to... is so not clear <laughs> at all. <laughs> in the English, yeah. in, in, the, in the Japanese as oh, well. Oh, even in the Japanese. In the Japanese as well. So the, the, one, the part that's more clear is when he says, older brother, like as if he's referencing what that guy says. Yeah. That's more clear in the Japanese than, than in the English. But with the English, when he says, uh, kore de yonde, yonde oko," that is... That is the same. I believe that was actually translated more or less correctly, and it's um, it's purposely vague, I suppose. But at least we know he's not referring to the older brother. He's just yeah. referring to something well, else. Well, the I way guess. that
0: they, they did it here is uh, big brother. Is it better call for it now?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Better call for it. But but, but, but he's referencing no it.
0: referencing the gear. But he is. But that's
1: actually not clear. Uh, that so he says better call for it. But as you know. The
0: it, they don't they don't say the word it. They don't say I it. I mean,
1: they can, but they don't. They didn't in this sense. It's, they often it's, leave out
0: the pronoun. It's right? omitted, yes. Yeah. So
1: whoever translated this, knowing the context, I suppose, put the word it in, which makes sense, but the, the word it is not in the Japanese. It's just <laughs> as vague in the Japanese. Okay. And he honestly, he could be referring to the older brother in the Japanese as well, just yeah. the way that it
0: reads. It is a little bit confusing i I will
1: give honeywood a pass on this that's just how
0: japanese is it's tough to (laughs) yeah to gather who they're talking about sometimes it is
1: it is um but we're kind of not supposed to know exactly what he's talking about though because the orphanage is moving around and we're like what are they doing like what's going on here yeah but if he said specifically i better call for my gear then we wouldn't be a surprise when a gear shows up from the ground of the orphanage, I suppose. Yeah. And and flies out, right? Well, and then that the, was pretty surprising like All the me. kids
0: are like operating. Yes, the, it's so funny. The, like mechanics of <laughs> this like hidden door well, on everything, the seesaws. Yes. They're like on the seesaws and they're like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every part of the orphanage is not—it's like they're using child labor. It's like they're—they're they're not doing this for fun. They're all tools that work in a gear yeah. that opens this thing that launches a launches gear. Launches a gear. Yeah, it's so—it's so funny. Even the, the little weather vane on top of the thing. There's a kid on it that's yep. like, "We gotta—we gotta call." <laughs> but my bet, my favorite part is at the end of that whole sequence when the kid's like, "Eh, that wasn't—that wasn't, that that, wasn't that very good." That launch was so so. Yeah, that launch was so so. <laughs> And we're just like, holy crap. Yeah, um, good
0: stuff. But yeah, really as,
1: far as, as far as the Japanese goes, it is not super clear in the Japanese either, at least for Billy's line. Um, yeah. And the katakana use for Bloody's line does throw you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it is a Japanese word. But why is it a katakana? I think yeah. that's
0: what threw him that off. Is, that is weird and interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually completely, I mean, I have no memory of this part with the giant wells. I was like, what the frick? I, oh, I, I yeah, was like, from okay, before. I guess we're fighting. I just did not remember this. Uh, so you yeah. battle this giant wells in your... Uh, they, like, walk out onto some kind of bridge yes. thing. And they're like, oh, oh no. Like, in, just and in Bil- time... The yeah,
1: Billy's like, "Don't! it's coming. Just wait,
0: just wait. And <laughs> this huge monster's coming towards us. And then the gear saves them just before they get swiped at by the, yeah. the wells. And then they land over in the Yggdrasil and then you battle against this giant well. I had yeah, no memory of this. I can, it, it just was ejected from my memory. There's been a couple times this has happened mm. uh, where it's like, oh, man, I, d- I didn't remember this part at all. There's a lot of stuff in this game to remember. But <clears throat> anyways, you kill that giant Wells and... Uh, oh, hold on,
1: hold on, because this is another weird line. This was... Um, Ellie says, um, who's its buddy? Oh, yeah. Because Billy says, better call the buddy, which is the bro, Aniki, right? But, you know, weird. Yeah, um, I just kind of glazed over says, oh, this because I was like,
0: there's no way this is how it was supposed to be No, translated. this is
1: what Billy says. He goes, oh, it's probably its brethren, a giant wells. Oh, yeah. Now, Billy's a priestly man, right? Yeah. Referring to a brother as brethren, brethren <laughs> is a thing. But brethren is plural, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's plural. And, um... But Japanese doesn't really denote plural. They technically can, but they often don't. Yeah. Um, so, but aniki is typically only singular. So I don't know. It's anyways. They, he uses a plural, the plural brethren. Now, how would you high? What what is the high speech like brethren, but for singular brother? There
0: isn't one. There isn't one. Brother, Yeah.
1: But I think he wanted to give Billy the high it's speech, like the priestly. Yeah. Or that. he didn't know that. Um, that there's only one brother and not multiple. But yeah, this should not be brethren. It's, it's, this is just a weird sentence anyways. Oh, it's probably its brethren. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, you know should be, you're talking about a singular thing but using a plural. It's
1: brother, that's what it yeah. should say. Oh, it's probably its brother. So Billy's line here with, uh, hmm, it's probably its brethren doesn't actually exist in the Japanese. Um, he, he, instead, he just says, uh, which is kito, you know, it's, it's oh, surely it's a giant wells thing. Like, definitely his brother will be a giant wells or something like that. So when Ellie says, who's its buddy? She's saying, oh, who's the Aniki? And Billy's like, it's probably something like a giant wells or something. Mm. That's what he says. But in the English, they said, hmm, it's probably its brethren. And that's in part because he didn't use the word brother Brother earlier for Aniki. Aniki, And so he's making up for it here when he could have just gone back and (laughs) changed the translation. But he's (laughs) making it clear that it's a brother, not just a buddy, um, I suppose. But um, in the Japanese, he just clarifies, oh, it's, it's a, must be a giant wells.
0: Mm. Well, (laughs) kind of hard to work through what they're talking about in the English there, but uh, yeah. The, there's a Wells boss bloody that you fight and he calls for his big bro to come save to, to do the rest of the work after yes. he's gone. He's counting on him. It's all, that's all that's really going on. There.
1: That's <laughs> all that's going on. But there's there's <laughs> several translation errors here that are uh, yeah. a little bit um It makes it hard weird. to
0: like, huh? Like, it makes just, it hard to understand. The, yeah. the, the English lines are just funky. Yeah, absolutely. So after this point, you got to go back and report this to the ethos. But the yeah. ethos is under attack when you show up. Uh, everybody's dead.
1: Yeah, this was, I literally gasped when I walked into the church and and everyone was dead. I was like, (laughs) I was not expecting expecting this this. because the ethos, they've they've spent quite a bit of time within the game showing us that, ooh, they aren't who you think they are. These are powerful people and they might be a little shady and they aren't who you think they are. And so the thought that they would be vulnerable or get attacked. Yeah, exactly. They didn't seem like they would be vulnerable in any way. And they also seemed like, even though they're doing shady stuff, that most of them are still good people who don't know, kind of like Billy. And so, as soon as we get in, and uh, it's just a massacre, that was very shocking for me.
0: Yeah. And uh, so there are these assassins that are running around killing everybody. And uh, initially, Billy finds a shell casing that he says belongs to his father, so he assumes his dad is here massacring the Yes, yes. And he's like, what on earth is going on? You go further in, people are, you know, being massacred everywhere. Everybody is freaking dead. Yeah. Um, But there's a couple of notes that I took um, while going through here. Uh, One is that Billy says that the ethos is more than capable of fighting, I mean, these are etones, right? They're, they're yeah. like warrior priests, right? But that it looks like there was almost no resistance given mm-hmm. or something to that effect. I have yeah. to find the actual quote and put it on screen. Um, but like as they're trying to put the pieces together, just something about this does not seem right. Additionally, there are a couple of jail cells here in the Ethos headquarters where you can like rescue some prisoners. Yes, the the dude, the, the fighter Joe, man. Big, Big Joe's, Joe's in there. there. He's like, thanks for saving me, adios. <laughs> he just like walks out. Okay. But the other one is like a, like an agent of Shabbat. Who's yes. Who's been well, tortured, right?
1: I didn't know that at first. Well, yeah, it's... When we first saw story. her, it was like she can't talk. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's undergoing... I think the it's trans- a man, by the way. Oh, it's a guy? I also I, thought I it was know. a girl.
0: <laughs> I also thought it was a girl at first, but then when he comes and talks to you on the bridge of the Yggdrasil later, they clarify it's a man. So. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah. So... He starts. He can't speak like hardly at all, and yeah. all he can say is "can't." All I can say is Shabbat, something like that. I yeah. need to get back to Shabbat, and that's it. But it made me think of um, you know Billy's little sister and people oh, who sure. can't talk for whatever reason. I still don't know why it is, but it has something to do with the ethos, I think. And that um, that she was in the process of being turned into something like a reaper mm. or something like that mm. because she was in this weird cell now these cells seem to be prisons but that seemed to me to be what was going to happen with big joe right he'd been captured he was likely going to be turned into a thing and sent away somewhere and never seen again yeah so i assumed that would be true of this person too who couldn't speak Mm. very strange now the end of this playthrough tells me that that was incorrect but (laughs) um that's what it seemed to me
0: yeah so um you basically call in uh bart and rico to like help this person escape right, like no. to take care of this person who's clearly like traumatized badly by what happened there. Um, and that that person will come in again here in a minute, <clears throat> uh, back on the Yggdrasil. But then we get some huge reveals about the ethos. They they get down into like the depths of yeah, the there's ethos like headquarters, a computer where database. they have their data bank, basically yeah,
1: right? of like everything
0: that they do. Yes, no. and so this is a. Huge earth-shattering reveal for Billy. Yes, (laughs) Um, and the there's there's a couple of things. Like it's pretty straightforward. It's not like there's a lot to necessarily break down about this. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple in that the ethos is like a shadow subsidiary organization for Solaris. Yeah, and they're basically there to um, manage the Earth-dwelling lambs. Right. Um, some of whom are sent up to Solaris, right? Um, But also resources, sending resources from the excavations and things Mm -hmm. like that, and is putting up a front used to control, with a fake religion that is used to control people, right? So that they don't become, um, so they don't become suspicious of Solaris in any way Right. Um so that their wars continue between themselves, like we've been talking about through the whole yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's all part of the
1: manipulation. Yeah, you know,
0: manipulating them by keeping them their eyes away from Solaris. Yeah.
1: And I I doing. kind of figured yeah. as much because the ethos is most active in Ave. Yes. And Ave is
0: completely controlled by Gebler.
1: Yes. And they seem to be it seemed to be that they would have that connection with uh right. with Solaris.
0: Um there are uh, a couple of other things um that clarify some of these Uh, setups we've had about previous time periods. Um, They've talked about it's something that happened 500 years ago a couple of times. Um, You know, they've talked about this Zeboim civilization that's even more ancient than that. So we start now to get some clarification on those time periods and what happened in those time periods. So Ellie has a line where she says, 500 years ago there was a great war that occurred between Solaris and the land dwellers. It's not clear what the outcome was, but after the war, Solaris feared another land-dweller revolt. So, so Solaris built a gate or barrier that separates Solaris um, from the rest of the world's land. The land-dwellers who lived within this gate were made to dwell as separate races and were thus supervised. To carry out the actual supervision, Solaris established the ethos." So. Yeah.
1: So the ethos has only been established since 500 years yeah. ago. They what, the did not exist of that, previous that. To
0: the today. result of that war basically led Solaris to set this up so that mm-hmm. they would not have another revolt. So that the land dwellers would fight themselves, would mm-hmm. believe in a religion that would keep them from ever being suspicious of Solaris or even knowledgeable about Solaris, mm-hmm. really in any way. Um, so it's all set up for control, right? Um, they also... Uh, point out that the job that the Thames was sent on, right, this excavation yes. deep into the ocean, was not being reported by the Ethos back to Solaris. Yes, that the ethos was that was revealed. Was doing this against Solaris's knowledge yeah. and as a, as a an attempt to break away from Solaris's control. Yeah.
1: If they ever got enough a big enough like piece of tech or something important enough. Yes. then they would use it against Solaris. Right, so yeah. e- the
0: Ethos, uh, Pontiff and some of the other leaders mm-hmm. were planning to break away from Solaris and dominate the world themselves. Yeah. So there was this was an internal rift between yes. e- the Ethos and Solaris.
1: Which seems to be a theme of this game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that they aren't all in agreement.
0: And so <laughs> <coughs> what they were trying to excavate was technology from Zeboim, uh, which is even more ancient technology than a lot of the stuff that they are excavating in Ignis that is from the 500 year ago war between Solaris and uh, the right. land dwellers, right? This yeah. Zebuim era is 4,000 years yeah. ago. So it's even more ancient.
1: Or, or 34,999,999 <laughs> hours ago. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> yes, that number that know. they look at, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, which I think if you break that down, it gives you a very technical number of years, which is like 3,900. It's almost 4,000. It's yeah, almost, almost. 4,000 years, not yeah. quite. Um, but anyways, the ethos was looking to monopolize that technology and take over the world themselves. So we have this, yeah. this attempted split, and this is why the massacre has happened. This is Solaris coming down and killing all of the corrupt ethos people. Yeah,
1: I didn't quite see that coming. Yes. Yeah. And then it's very confusing to be like, why would Slayers do this? And this is, I mean, it's confusing to the game players. <laughs> Possibly not to Satan. Um, but we learn pretty quick. I think as we're on our way out from that computer, we meet up with Bishop Stone. Bishop right? Stone
0: and Valeraine, before that, Yes. who come yes, in and exposit right. to, Bill, to Billy yes. like what's actually going on. And right. this religion you believed in was all fake. And uh, the way that this is written, um, can be a little confusing, I feel. And I, I don't want to bog down too much by like digging into the Japanese on this um, to see if there was on a, this if there's one. difference. But um, Verain basically like condescendingly talks to Billy about did you really believe such a being exists, referring to God? Yes, yes, which can give the impression. That Velran and the Solarians don't believe in any god.
1: I, I started to wonder about that actually.
0: But yeah. I think that that's confusing. It's yeah. not that they don't believe in a god, or that you know Solaris doesn't have like some kind of goal that has to do with God, mm-hmm. which is what we've been seeing the whole time with Graf and uh, the Gazel Ministry, and you know talking about this. So they do. It's just that this is a different one. This was an invented right. fake god this that they made god. for the ethos religion. Right. And he's just talking about that god not God. That makes real. sense. I mean, not, that's a good explanation. Not god that they've been referring to as the one that they're trying to either kill or resurrect yeah. or whatever. Right. So I was going to say, god is definitely real in this game yes. in, in some way. Yes. Not, you know. <laughs> and like, you know, we've had Emperor Cain and others talking about yes. god. And, and the graph. resurrection of God, or yes. Graf saying we want to kill God. Yes. They do know about God, and yes. God is real, and they believe in God. And they
1: take it seriously. They are yeah. just,
0: Velrain, I think, here, is just specifically talking about the ethos God, yeah, which was okay. all a front. Mm. And so, anyways, the way that that's written, they that can, can make it seem like, oh, the Solarians they don't believe in God, but I don't think that that's the case. Okay. Um, but then he, he gets a little too chatty about what they're doing, as villains tend to do, and Bishop Stone walks in and shoots him.
1: He <laughs> kills him. I know. I th- At first, I thought it was uh, Jesse that shot him.
0: Yeah. Like, well, Jesse does come in Jesse and shoot somebody. Jesse shows up. And um, and and Billy's like, "What are you doing, Massacring people?" He's like, <sighs> "You should know by the sound, these are uh, uh, stun bullets or something." Oh like that.
1: yeah, that's right. They're they're sleep. They're, they're tranquilizers. Just, they're yeah. just
0: taking yeah. a nap or whatever, which yeah, I thought was game. funny, but. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, Jesse is there as Velran is explaining yeah. all of
1: this. So when the gunshots hit, I thought it was him, but it, but then the bishop walks in. Yeah, and it's clear it was him.
0: And so then Bishop Stone then kind of continues explaining um, a lot of these things in more detail. Uh, in particular, he begins to explain to Billy um, that his job is in tone where he's killing Wells. He's about to say yeah. what that really means. And, it, then, w- it was
1: kind of like a you can't handle the truth yes. kind of moment. Like, do you yes. really, can you bear the burdens of, of the truth? Right. And Billy's, well, I don't
0: know. He, Thinks he can. Yeah,
1: but, <laughs> well, I guess he can, because he does eventually figure it out. Yeah. But uh, it's a little more of a process. It wasn't as like that. As
0: Bishop Stone is about to tell him what Reapers or Wells really are. Yeah. Um, which, they play this off like this is this huge reveal. Mm-hmm. But... We've already talked to people in the ethos earlier who said that Wells were humans. Yeah, we know about <laughs> So we kind of already knew that. Yeah. I guess in the ethos way of describing it is that these people were turned into this by, as a punishment from God or something like that. Right. And obviously, it's like Solaris is doing this. Yeah,
1: it's like not so much punishment, it's just a random selection. Maybe. Yeah.
0: So anyways, yeah. They play it off like it's a big reveal, but we already know. If you've been talking to NPCs anyway, that Reapers are humans. But Jesse kind of steps in to like stop him from saying this. He's like, "All right, you're talking way too much." Like, right to protect um, his sons. And then of course uh, you have the the tropey villain thing. You know, it would give me so much pleasure to just like rip you apart and kill you now. But mm-hmm. I have more important things to do, and I have to hurry away. Yeah. I, I, I You know, I had time to spend like five, ten minutes explaining all of this, (laughs) but right (laughs) now I'm out of time. Goodbye. Yeah, that's a little strange. Okay, whatever, man. Uh, Villain trope. He takes off, you fight some dudes, um, and then uh, the, the gear that they take off in, I think Jesse... Explain something about it being not being like the, the fastest gear ever that they can catch up to it okay. But they're afraid that the Thames is gonna get attacked because the Thames was doing this job for the ethos and now yes. Solaris is trying to stop yes. them from doing that. Yeah, so it's like oh crap. We got to go rescue the Thames um, And the fleet there's more than the Thames there's several ships in this like fleet of like little uh, excavation ships, whatever you call yeah, them. Yeah, frigates and uh, it gets, like, attacked by that uh, fishbowl ship we've been seeing.
1: Yeah, they say fishbowl.
0: Th- that's how it's referred to by the captain and yes. others on the fames.
1: But in Japanese, he says a different word. He says um, it's, uh, it's he calls it an octopus trap, which octopus is great. Trap. Have you ever seen an octopus trap before? I don't think so. Yeah, it's uh,
0: So it's what you would catch an a octopus It's takotsubo. At.
1: Yeah, so it's a pot. Yeah, it looks like a fishbowl, but it's like a pot and the octopus will hide inside of it, stays there, and the octopus will, it's kind of like a monkey when they put their hand in the trap and they can't get their hand hand out because they don't want to let go of what they're holding. And so they're stuck. Well, the octopus will not leave if the jar gets moved. So you go, you pick up the jar, the octopus stays there, you bring it up to land, and then you've just got an octopus there and he thinks that he should just hide. He won't get out. Uh, and so then you just kill it and hang it up, and, uh, and it's easy. Oh, that's interesting. He, he calls it an octopus trap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in Japanese. Yes,
1: which is like a clay pot, it's less of a yeah. fishbowl. That's not important, it's just an interesting thing.
0: Well, I mean, it's a cultural difference where, yes, I mean, like yes. in Japan, right? they obviously do a lot of fishing and yeah like the and coastal eat octopus yeah. more often there and
1: like the word is a hawaiian word so yeah. it's like yeah they these island cultures do a lot of would that be kind of a stuff. lot
0: more culturally understood as yeah. a reference dude no one in america would have understood some midwesterner kid yes. playing <laughs> an octopus trap I, I don't know what that even well looks i would like, have right. thought
1: of like a bear trap or like a cage or something you know like yeah. what the heck's referring to
0: yeah well, that's interesting. So he so, changed it to fishbowl. Good to job
1: on Richard Honeywell. We,
0: be we, more understood. We
1: rip on him here sometimes. <laughs> By, for... you
0: know, some kid from freaking Ohio or whatever. Exactly.
1: He did a good <laughs> job with this one.
0: Um, so, yeah. Uh, but you get there too late. The fleet gets attacked. The yeah. Thames doesn't get destroyed, but well, all I, the other ships do. I
1: thought it did because it kind of looked like it did. It did look like but, it. But I guess not. Um, but the thing that the fishbowl shoots out was a very familiar looking set of beams that basically is when we destroyed Lahan village and um, Veltal um, shot out these beams in all these different directions. It was basically that exact thing. Uh, But this was coming from, do we know what it's called? Fishbowl ship? We don't know so what it's what called we're yet. Okay. We're just calling fish um, for now. But it shoots out basically the same attack that Weltoff is equipped to do, apparently.
0: But then it also um, drops like some more giant wells. Yes, tons. Yeah. And um, yeah, like dozens. the Thames kind of fights them off yeah. with its cannon and gears that and are gears equipped yeah. on it. Um, but anyways, when we finally get there, it's kind of in the aftermath of a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and more or less, it's like, well, you know, the captain's like, we're we're all right but they went north to that, like, dig site. Um, You know, like, that's where you should go next kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh...
1: He does his Men of the Sea thing again. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty funny, though, because he's like, I'd like to say that we are Men of the Sea, (laughs) but we're actually in a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he does, it does the whole camera thing, so I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, So, you had... Uh, just north of that position to the, the Ethos dig site, the elevator, that it takes you down deep into the ocean to where this Zebuim city... Yes, yeah. Uh, ...which has been hidden in some kind of cavern deep in the ocean uh, where yeah. it's located.
1: Just like ancient, ancient ruins.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I also liked how... I can't remember exactly where this happened, but it was, I think, before you go down. Um, Billy asks Sighton, uh what is Solaris trying to do? Cause I mean he's re- i mean, his world has been totally turned upside mm-hmm. down. He's like, his, yeah. what is what is Solaris trying to do here? And Sidon is always avoids answering questions. Yes. <laughs> he says he's almost talking to himself more than Billy. I have a I have a note on that. He says this one. the main Solaris army, why all this? Well, let's go down. Yes. So he doesn't answer Billy's question at all. And yes. he seems to be struggling to understand even why Solaris is doing Which what is- they're
1: doing. One uh, Probably, it's among the first times, possibly the first time, that Satan does not know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Especially as it relates to Solaris. Um, the Japanese is interesting, though. Um, he's talking specifically about the home army of the Solarians. Yeah, so he says the main Solaris army. The main Solaris means. army. But this one says the home country army, right? Mm, yeah. But, I mean, that's more or less it. Um, but what he's saying is, why go through the trouble? So when it says, why all Ooh. of this, what he what he says here is naze waza waza, naze waza waza, which means why go through the trouble, basically. I so, like that So better. instead of being why all this, dot, 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 it's why bother with what they're doing right now. I like that way yeah, better. Way better, way, way better. better. It made better. me understand a lot more of this. Yeah. And then he says, well, let's go down anyway. So that, but it's just that one, that one like word that they could have put in there yeah, that would have. Why
0: bother with all this.
1: Why bother? So now, we, now we're now we clued in a little more to what Satan was thinking at the time. Yeah. Instead of why all this, it's why bother. With all of this, so it means um, Solaris is going to a lot more trouble to stop the lambs from something that even Satan is kind of. I think Satan is realizing Thinks that there's a gap excessive. in his knowledge. That Satan's yeah. like, there's something I don't understand here, and it's really, it's really eating at him.
0: Mm. really cool. Yeah. Uh, good, good call there with the Japanese. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So then we get a scene with Miang and Graf again. Graf's kind of just like. St- doing his, like, pose <laughs> thing underwater, just kind of, like, thinking. I or just it. waiting or doing whatever he's doing I love it. Whatever underwater. he
1: does with all that power <laughs> that he's got. He's
0: just kind of s- sitting there <laughs> pondering the situation, I guess.
1: And Miang just kind of video chats him. She just, like, calls up on his yeah. screen.
0: And she has some good lines here. Um, one thing that I, I, I have, we have talked about when we reach the end of the podcast, going back through certain scenes and reevaluating some of these vague...
1: Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, things that people say yeah. and with the context, like f- putting it together, mm-hmm. I think we'll try to definitely do that more with the Gazel Ministry stuff because that's just <laughs> really hard yeah. to grasp. We already skipped about. a whole
1: thing of them talking because they don't say anything. Like as far I think as I it was can
0: tell. two episodes ago that we spent a lot of time like looking at all these things and they said, kind of and at the end out. of it, I just felt like that was such a waste of time because you can't. Understand yeah. what they're saying, and so much of this is badly translated too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just wait until we know what they're talking about, then come back and, and then try to analyze to evaluate it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with with Miang, her and Graf's conversations are a little better yeah. as setups, I feel, than the Gazelle Ministries oh, I, are. I um, had a note on specifically one
1: of her lines. That yeah, she. So she
0: there. just you know calls in. Uh, Did you notice his gear is reawakening? So this is the first time we've heard not of he is yes. reawakening, but his gear is reawakening. That
1: is the note that I took, and Yeah, I am quite perplexed <laughs> as to this specifically. So the gear awakens, soon he will reawaken. So what I wrote down, because then she says soon he will reawaken too. Well, he's already awoken several times, but I think she means in a more permanent manner, I suppose. Right? Soon he we'll will yeah. permanently awake? I don't know. Although he isn't in quotes, was it? Yeah, so
0: his gear is reawakening soon. He himself will awaken also.
1: Yeah. So so the gear, but, but, and I, tell me if I'm going the right direction with this. So what I wrote down here was, it was the gear that was reawakening, but the gear is the anima, right? So the anima is awakening first, and the anima is like the deep down spirit. The anima is even further removed from the subconscious, right? So it's like a whole level down. And in Jung's work, uh, there's an awakening at the deepest levels of faith that will eventually rise to the top. Am I you, on the right? You
0: are so on the right track. I, with a this. track, okay, good. It's it's not like it's not totally clear yet, and so no. I'm going to wait a little bit. <laughs> not even. But close. you're on the you're on the right track. Okay. If you'll remember, the Gazel Ministry talks they a lot about prefer, the anima relics. Yes. And animus. And the animus. This yeah. is going to start to make more sense okay. with the gears and things like that. So you're absolutely on the right track. And I
1: think it was right before this, we did see a little Gazelle Ministry back and forth, and they mentioned Anima specifically, and that's why it was in my mind when I came here. Yes. Okay. So,
0: But also, um, you know, one thing... Well, I'll wait to say this until just a little bit later. But, um, uh, yeah, okay, I'll wait on that for just a few minutes. For just a few minutes. So let's get through the rest of this. he goes, or she goes, uh, his friends are heading for Zebuim. It's been sealed up for 4,000 years. You know what's there better than I do. So she's talking to Graf specifically that he knows about Zebuim better than she would know about Zebuim.
1: Well, at the very end of this playthrough, we did encounter someone who is five 522 years old. Yes. So... How old is Graf, (laughs) is what that makes me
0: wonder. Right.
1: How old is Graf? So it's possible Graf was literally there.
0: We are starting to put context around two specific time periods. Yeah. The Zeboim 4,000 years ago era and the 500 years ago era, the war between Chavat and Solaris. Yes,
1: where we finally know his name now, where Red Hair Man (laughs) shows up and ruins everything for Solaris, basically.
0: Right. So... So we're starting a clarification on these two things, but Graf, it seems Miang is attaching him to the Zebuin. To the Zebuin,
1: the 4,000
0: year ago mm-hmm. thing, yeah. And uh, we'll get more context on the 500 year ago era in, when we reach Savat a little later in the playthrough year. But yeah. anyways. Important that she points to, points graph to that era, and he's just kind of yeah. sitting there. He doesn't say anything in response to this conversation. He doesn't. He's just like Meang, and no. he does
1: not trust her. <laughs> <laughs> but so, she kind of has a favor to ask of him, right?
0: Yeah, his friends are heading to Zeblum. It's been sealed up for four thousand years. You know what's there better than I do. He probably won't give anyone anything, but it's something we both need. You know what I mean? So please. So she's asking right. him to do something. And it, she's a little, um, I don't think Faye is gonna do anything or give them anything regarding this Zebulun mm-hmm. era, but we do both need this, so can you please do something about it? Hmm. More or less, right? So she's trying to incite Graf. To and do I something. can't
1: remember, do we, do we get any clue as to whether Graf will comply in not, this scene?
0: Not in this scene okay. and not in the play session, uh, okay. as far as I know, or as far as I remember. So then, you get down into the city itself. There's a bridge, and it's a really cool shot uh, of them walking across the bridge, and you can see yes, the it big city Yes, it looks really, it's huge. Massive. It is huge, and it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And as they're crossing that bridge, um, Ellie seems to start talking differently, and, yes. and Saiten notices this. He's and like, Ellie, what's, what's wrong? wrong? Yeah. But she says, I know, I know it well. Yes, the cavern city, Zebwin." when we were buried in that vast mausoleum and then yes Satan's like Ellie Ellie he's like yelling at her like what's wrong like something she I'm guessing that what's meant to is that she's almost in this trance like
1: the camera yeah. angle was not great on her for yes. that moment um, and I don't know if this was done on purpose I can't remember if I could change it or not. I think it but it was set to where the city was in the background she was on the bridge yeah. but she was kind of behind a, a a structure, or a gate, oh, or a pole. Yeah. I couldn't actually see her all that well. Yeah. To notice if she was doing something, and she was facing away, so I just couldn't tell if she was having a weird reaction, like she did before, where yes. she would like start shaking. And
0: I assume that's the intention here. I would she's think so. Acting really. Do you know weird. how I
1: read this the first time? No. When I before I thought that like oh she's that must be acting weird. I read this as, she's like oh. Back when we were buried in the mausoleum and Satan's like, Ellie, you're giving away too much information. Uh, Ellie, Ellie.
0: Like they're because he cut
1: her off right as she was saying something crazy important that what the heck is she referring to? We were buried in a mausoleum. What's she talking about? And Satan cut her off and is trying to get her to stop. That's how I first read it. Uh, I'm really, yeah, anyways, I'm really not thinking the same about Satan as I used to. But then after he's like what's wrong and she's like what what did i did i i read that initially as what did i give away too much info (laughs) and did i say that did i do something whoops i'm sorry satan i ruined our plan right that's Uh. that's why it seemed it wasn't until i I was like this is weird this is wrong and i went back and re-watched that part just to see um just on youtube and just to see that scene and it's not that at all. Like it seems yeah. to be that Satan is like something's wrong with you, Ellie. Like why are, you're being yes. weird, you're acting different. Yes. I really didn't read it that way at first. They didn't make though. it
0: clear enough that Ellie is in kind of some kind of like trans. Yes, they state. did. It.
1: They do later on. Yes, in the play, it thing.
0: clarifies when you get down to the bottom. And yeah, she's like, and on she's on the
1: the like "Why am I talking like this? What's yeah. going on with me?" Um. Yeah. But this was a very very difficult, <laughs> very strange scene for me at first.
0: Yeah, and so she's like, huh, what What did I just do or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, nothing, don't worry about it, hurry on ahead. Yeah, yeah. So something is overcoming her in this place.
1: But when she says we, it's plural, right? Yes. (coughs) She didn't say I, she said we 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 were buried in a mausoleum. Mm -hmm. And that could refer to all of humanity, (laughs) that could just refer to... Her and someone else. whatever, Whatever, her version of whatever's in the back of her mind that takes her over sometimes, that's a different thing that's been around for a thousand years. Yeah, Could be uh, all sorts of things.
0: We've already had earlier in the game, right, this sort of interesting tie between Ellie looks like Sophia, and Sophia is from the 500 year ago time. Yes. But now, Ellie is seeming to tie herself to the Zebulim time period as well. When we were buried in this mausoleum. And as you go down yeah. further, you, you get down like to the bottom of this place, and uh, you go th- there's like a little hallway that goes into kind of like a laboratory area, and uh, there's another door on the right before you go into that little corridor. Oh, yeah. And, and if you go in there, and Saitan tries to use the computer, he's like, oh, it's no good, we don't have a password. Right. So you go back in this other room, and there's some blood on the floor. Yes. And Ellie walks up to this blood, and says, blood, covered in blood, my blood. Yes. There was no pain, just coldness and sadness. She has been here all this time by herself. So,
1: when Ellie had her freak out moment, it yeah. was in like a long corridor yeah. where she like killed people on yes. accident. Yes, when, when they used drive on yeah, her. Yeah, when they used to drive on her, it was down a corridor. This was f- a long time ago. So, she's like what, 18 or something? Yeah, so like a few years. It would have just been in the past again. few years. Yeah. And so, it wouldn't have been this corridor. Right, yeah. so the blood she's seeing is not blood from the past memory. No. Okay, I...
0: This is from the, the Zebuim era, right? Yeah. Because uh, she knows the password to get onto that computer. Like, she goes in there after Saiten said, I don't have the password, I can't use this. Yeah. She goes in there and, like, logs in no, and, like, starts a process. No, she said
1: something about, about I remember this room. She says that specifically. I remember yep. this room, it's lonely in here. Yes. Something like that, In yes. in the computer room. So she sees the blood... And she's like, this is my blood. And then she's in the computer and she's like, I remember this room. It's
0: lonely in this room. Yes.
1: And I think that might be where she's like, why am I doing this? Like, she kind of like, is like, why do I keep um, saying this stuff?
0: Yeah. So that's, she, as she's like typing on the computer, she says, uh, Oh vessel for a new soul, may the soul who resideth in you find peace. Yes. And then Sidon comes in and says, Mm -hmm. no, Ellie, we don't know what could happen. And well, she says, "Satan, who am I? What am I doing? What am I saying?
1: Yes, there you go. That was it. So but, but what she said, though, what, read that again. Oh, vessel
0: for a new soul, may the soul vessel who resideth soul. in you find
1: peace. May the soul who resideth in the vessel find peace. Um, I don't, that's that's weird. But this place does manufacture people, it seems. Yes. Right? And With these people. Yeah, there's some nanotechnology that they can literally create a body, like a person. Using a computer. Yes. Um, and when she uses the word vessel for thy soul, something like that. For a like new that, soul, yeah. I believe it would be referring to this, yes. right? Yes. So they're creating a vessel for a new soul. Um, and then what's what else does she say?
0: Uh, may the soul who resideth in you find peace.
1: So the souls are looking for peace and cannot find it. So this machine has been cr- constructed to create a body so that the soul can enter into it and find peace, something along those lines, right? I think that's what's happening here.
0: Can't give too much away at <laughs> this time. Based on what she said, that's
1: yeah. the purpose. Cause when we see later on, when we see these, these manufactured people, or at least one of them, um, the idea being what, like, what is this, what is this for? What's the purpose of this? And it might be hinting that Ellie herself might be one of these manufactured people. That's what I would take from this, from this whole okay. thing, is that Ellie is a fake person that was given a soul, but she's a, I think they use this word later on, a fake a fake person, something like that. Anyways, okay. that's what I'm taking from this. I wanna come back to that <laughs> later. Well, I appreciate <laughs> okay. you not telling me yes or no.
0: Okay, so you, you enter in the room, and yeah, there's a, a, a little girl with green hair who is like, formed inside of this yeah yeah it kind of rises up yeah and uh, with nanotechnology as bishop stone clarifies when he walks in right yes he calls her a a nanomachine colony and basically goes on to say that this technology is like the key to the salvation of mankind right somehow he says that uh, that is the existence pointing to the, the nanomachine colony that is the existence or key factor which God will guide us by to free humanity from its yoke. And you know, Satan or Billy, depending on who you have in your party. If if Billy's not there, then Satan will do all this talking. If mm. Billy's there, Billy will do all the talking because of his conflict with Stone at this point, right? Right. Um, and uh, he, he kind of presses him about it and. Stone eventually says, "Actually, Krellian hasn't told me much. Nothing apart from the salvation of humankind. So Stone doesn't totally understand mm. the purpose of the nanotechnology, other than this is the key to saving yeah. humankind, according to Krellian, who he serves." Well, so oh, and then we—I guess we didn't—I guess we glossed over a little bit that Krellian was shown for the first time on that attack on the Thames fleet. So he was in the oh, octopus yes. trap. Yes, yep. that octopus trap thing that flies around the the fishbowl. Yes, ship, the fishbowl. That is Krellian's <laughs> ship. Okay. So Krellian, um, a, you saw him very briefly there. He's like on the bridge, and they're they're talking about um, the excavation dig site or something, and and he kind of like closes his eyes as he like reflects, and he like kind of looks up, and he's like, ah, uh, uh, what is the exact quote from him, I'm trying to remember exactly what he says. So He says something about what they've been looking for for 4,000 years or something like that. It's very vague, it's not like super director in particular, but like you just see him, he mm-hmm. is introduced there for the first time um, on that ship. So, Crowleyan, this is who he is. Crowleyan is the person who is uh, commanding Stone to do all of this. So Stone is acting under Krellian's command, which means Krellian wanted the ethos massacred and destroyed, and their their excavations into this Zebulun era stopped. Krellian is at the head of this. Hmm. So,
1: anyways. Well, okay, now I'm thinking a little bit more, though. <laughs> so this girl that was made... Um, so uh, the compute, did, the, did it take 4,000 years to make a girl? Or did Ellie walk in and make the girl right then and there?
0: Boom. I'll just, I don't want to say too much, but I'll, I will point back to her dialogue right here, where she says, uh, she has been here all by herself for all this time. Hmm. And then goes into the computer and like forms it up and...
1: Was she talking about the body or the soul? Okay. That's my question. Because we're making a body for your soul. The soul can get to it. Or the body's been there with the soul or whatever. Or the body's
0: just been there Yeah, for 4,000 years. We will get more clarification on this little girl as we keep okay. playing.
1: Because this would have implications for another thing that I've been thinking about if she was
0: created right then and there. Yeah.
1: But that's something maybe I will talk about later.
0: Um, so anyways... Bishop Stone thanks you for doing what he could not do, which is open the door to get in to retrieve the nano machine colony.
1: Because Ellie knew the password. Yes. Yeah, that's correct, right? Right. How did Ellie know the password? That's crazy. Yes. Any, yes, that is. Well, this there's is very... another.
0: There's an, a couple of other things that have connected her to this Zibulum era. Yes. Already, but then then, and as... she
1: can't remember even her own memories from like 15 years ago. Right. Or She's... sorry, from like three years ago. Right. She, her, and Faye both like before three years ago don't remember anything. Well, no, I don't think she has... She doesn't remember... She doesn't have... Uh, oh, in I thought that she did. Because she doesn't her. remember Faye.
0: She doesn't remember Faye because the first time they've met is from I when they see. met in the forest. So but they have a feeling that sub- they've known each other longer than I they.
1: read that wrong then. I took that to mean that they both had met, of course, in their current life. Yes because I didn't know any of this. No, stuff. they
0: have they had not met
1: Okay, so now knowing this, I can I can infer yes. a little bit more. And
0: and we're gonna get to a scene that gives a little bit more interesting context to that in a second, but before yeah. that, we gotta talk about the elements. <laughs> because oh, Bishop Stone yes. leaves and uses these two um, element girls.
1: To, to, Tol Tolone or?
0: Tolone and Seraphita yes, or something. Seraphita. Like that. Um, <laughs> these are so we've had Dominia and Calvina who we saw earlier Yes yes. those were the, the two elements that we've known so far. These are the other two Tolone and Seraphita.
1: It's interesting that they're all that they're all um, female. yeah the previous elements were all male.
0: Uh, yes right that's correct. Yes, so the former
1: were. elements were male these current elements are they're all, all female. female. It, it seems like I don't know it would seem as though that whatever they are, they would all be uh, that same. You know, so they'd all have that kind of in common, I suppose.
0: I, I don't know, um, because as far as my memory serves, they don't like do a whole lot of explaining like the element program that much really? in the game. Right. Other than these are just really freaking powerful. They have a high potential, particularly with ether. So we haven't talked a ton about ether, um, and there is a chance to do a little bit more of that in a minute when you fight. Stone for real, like in, oh, in, right. in his gear, in, th- as a boss fight. So we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But basically, <clears throat> ether, like the ability to use magic, right? Ether is like magic. Yeah, they actually.
1: bring up the word ether for the first yeah. time in this whole game.
0: Yeah. Very so, quickly. Uh, well, yeah. in in the battle system, you know, Ellie, you can use ether. It's like written on the the UI. E- so you go to her, okay, her ether sure, yeah. commands, and she has like magic that she can right, cast. Right. Right. Right.
1: For the dialogue, I mean, but that's yeah, true. That's yeah. true, within the game. It, it is, ether it is basically used. magic in yeah. this world.
0: So anyways, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But the, 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 the elements have high potential for using ether, I think. Yeah. Um, at least these current elements do, for sure. Um, so the dialogue here is really weird and there's some really, really strange translation choices that were made. Um, I've been thinking about this, like, frickin' for two days now. And it is something that I, I, I kinda got it. I got started a little bit talking about with um, Greg Trojan, who's one of our viewers, and, and we go back and forth. Yeah. Um, from time to time, about, like, the level of um, silliness or humor that is appropriate to the story or not, yeah. <laughs> right? Like my acceptance yeah. of, say, Hammer, right. um, or the captain of the Thames, mm-hmm. as being like, this works. yeah. But my rejection of Choo Choo, or in this case, Talon and Seraphita in this scene. Right. I, um, it, it's, it's, I'm still working through Trying to like understand why, why I yeah. naturally don't accept this style in this instance, yeah. but I do for the others that I do, right? Mm, <laughs> and yes. why does this work for me in Zuni and this doesn't? Yeah. Clearly, this game is full of really silly, lighthearted moments, um, yes, goofy maybe, stuff, maybe them, yeah. right? And and these JRPGs that we grew up playing, they all were like that. Um, so why is it that in some instances it really works for me and why in some others it doesn't? I'm still working through that and I, I think I have, I think I have a good answer for this that I will say or talk more about in, like, in full as we get to the end of, of this play, th- play through of the game. Like the, the whole game, I mean. Hmm. Um, and, and it relates back to uh, the, the quote that uh, Takashi said about how he wanted to get kids to think about some of these ideas. He knew that if yeah. he showed up and started trying to talk to kids about Gnosticism and <laughs> Carl Jung and yeah. like, uh, psychology and, and philosophy,, yeah. that they wouldn't listen to him. And he's yeah, right, I think he's right. About but that. if I put it in the context, if I, if I hide some of this mm-hmm. or, or you know place some of it strategically, within this anime, Shonen anime storyline, then it'll get those kids to think about it more, right?
1: I mean, fair enough. I think that's what he was trying to do, more or less.
0: So yeah. that has gotten me to reevaluate the way that I want to critique some of these okay. instances where it's like, this isn't working, it feels too weird, it's, it's, it's yeah. juxtaposed with something really serious. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so that it undermines the scene. That's my initial reaction to it. And I don't feel like I'm wrong about that. However, there is maybe a particular audience he had in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, He and Sorya Saga had in mind for the story.
1: And it was not people who
0: already know about mysticism. Yes, it was not intellectuals. Yes, yes. He's not trying to talk to intellectuals. Right. He's trying to talk to kids so that they can start thinking about it more.
1: The problem is once you dig deep into this game you can't help you have to i'm not going to say you have to become an intellectual because that's not as easy as it sounds but you have to at least you you have to how, how do you know what yes, i'm saying before yes. i even say it? yes i know because i don't know say. how to put this you have to um you it, it have to learn about you in that direction
0: yes. to start studying
1: you have to become a, a if, if you want if you want to
0: understand xenogears yeah the 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 extent to which you wish to understand it at the end of that journey you You, will be an intellectual it's like a master class
1: (laughs) yeah it's like a master class it's like i would say like an associate's (laughs) degree of college of of material that you learn just by trying to understand this game and what it was trying to say yes which is very valuable actually the problem being, once you do that, you no longer can stomach the other <laughs> aspects of the game, which I think is what you're getting at. Kind of. It's, it's kind difficult of, yes. to, to palette the other parts because you had to be so serious about the serious parts. Like, really,
0: a lot. Well, like to
1: understand it, this game, you have to take it very seriously. It
0: opens a, um, like a pretty wide spectrum of levels of enjoyment that you can get from the game too. It's like, yeah. you can just look th- at this as a shounen anime and not really understand all the references mm-hmm. and you can still really enjoy Xenogears because it's a great yeah. shounen anime story in, in at that level, right? I think so, sure. Like, it's got so all far. of those elements. Yeah. It's It's got great humor. It's It's got a mm. nice balance between its lighthearted and its serious stuff. Yeah, the characters it, are it has, relatable. They're interesting. It has a way of like, Intuitively delivering its message to where you feel it, even if you can't like articulate what it means necessarily,
1: which is hard to do when you're doing what they tried to do. It it shows like a a, a finesse in the
0: on the storytelling side of it that I think is really quite profound.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, like I did not understand Xeno Gears very well the first time I played it, but I felt it. I I felt its impact in my heart.
1: I think that would be true of most people who played this game. And, and it was
0: because of yeah. what it made me feel, yeah. and being confused. Of how can I feel this when I don't right. really know what it? <laughs> what was about. even
1: happened? That's that's, that's actually s- the mark of a, a transcendent. Yes, art. it
0: started my journey yeah. into the intellectual side, where which I think I is what studied it like crazy. And
1: that's kind of what he
0: wanted. Right? Yes, yeah, that is so exactly what he wanted.
1: He accomplished it. So this is a More very or less.
0: long-winded, roundabout way of saying. I don't like the way these characters Mm. are presented. But at the same time, I'm starting to come around on the idea that like, it wasn't, this wasn't made for the super Mm -hmm. intellectual serious guy. (laughs) This (laughs) was made for a much wider audience so that they could start looking at those things more seriously. And so some of these things that are gonna be in the game, you kinda have to be like, okay, it is what it is. It's it's yeah. an anime trope. I might not be terribly into that at this point in my life or whatever, but um, what the game provides underneath all of that mm-hmm. is still so valuable and interesting that wave it aside. Just forget right. about it. Don't be don't be so hard on this stuff. Right. right. So, anyways, I don't love these characters and I don't love a lot of their back and forth. Like uh, uh, the humor doesn't land for me, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, the younger, I don't actually know if they're younger or older, the fire one, the red one, Tolone, I think. Oh, um, she seems like She's like thanking them for like opening up uh, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the lab for them to come yeah, in. Yeah, she's like, that's she's what like, you do, yeah. And, and she's like, when people do you a kindness, you should always say thank you. That's what grandma said, or something <laughs> uh, grandma always said.
1: <laughs> and and, and this,
0: that. and you know, the other one's like, shut up, you idiot! Like, stop no. being so. Dumb. Don't thank people before <laughs> you kill them. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't do it for me, humor-wise. It, it feels a little silly, excessively so. Right. That I'm gonna take. Well, obviously, I can't. I'm not taking them seriously. They're not asking me to take them seriously. But these are elements. These yes, are Dominia level ele- these elements. These are the most powerful these are people. These and uh, uh, Sigurd. Like yes. level elements, they're like at that level of power, but they are little girls, and they act like little girls. Yes, and yes. there's a disconnect there. It's that a
1: selfie in Final Fantasy 8 yes. level where it's like you're a Navy SEAL, but you're <laughs> but <laughs> you're just chilling about yes. the the cutesy right. stuff, you know. Okay, but, but there's another character that I think mimics her even closer. Who I think if I if I mention her, that you'll maybe understand her a little bit better. Um, in Avatar The Last Airbender, oh, sure. there are, is the Zuko's sister. Can't remember her name. She's horribly evil, right? Yeah. She's the, the Fire Lord really prefers her to Zuko. Right. Because Zuko's not as strong as her. Right. She has a couple people who follow her around. They're her little consort, her um, her the other girls that are with her oh. who are very powerful too. Yeah. One of them, I think it's Ty Lee. I could be wrong about her name. Um, she's the flexible one who uh, she is this character. She is sense. almost completely this character. She's very yeah. nice. She's very fun. Now, one of the things about her in general, like she would smile and flirt with um, Sokka while kicking his butt at the same time. <laughs> She'd like wink at him and, and, and like that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Like it was the weirdest thing. But with that character, and this is what I'm just now thinking through it, with that character, you did get a little bit of her backstory to where she actually doesn't want to be... Um, Helping in, out yeah, the, the this, princess, hurting yeah. people. She, that's not Involved her thing. She this, wants yeah. to go to the circus and just be an acrobat. That's right. like her thing, right? right? But within this story, I don't know where it's going with Tol- Tolone, Tolorone, whatever, Tolorone. But if it went that way, that would be interesting. But that is the way that Avatar took that character. But even, with, even before you knew that about her, she was an interesting character. And yeah. I see a lot of that here as
0: well. Yeah, and bringing up Avatar, I mean, there's another example of a show that, clearly has like an audience that it's going for a l-
1: very a young audience but can yes. be
0: enjoyed by anybody yes. which is
1: the the real like, trick yeah
0: yeah cuz there's there's it's like not some, easy to do there's that. some kid shows that those are those are designed for kids to watch and for parents to leave <laughs> and go away and, and not and pay attention I yeah. don't want to listen to that yes. another second yes. that is so irritating <laughs> yeah and then there's there's kid shows, I think Pixar is a great example. Oh yes, where they do. Where there's well. like layers here so that the kids, yeah. they're, they're mindful not only of the kids watching, but of the parents who took them to the theater to see the movie. Yeah. It's like we gotta make sure that they are engaged as well. Because the
1: parents can't just leave the theater. And I
0: think. <laughs> it's a different thing. I think Gears fits that description. Sure. It's like something that people of a wide variety of ages yeah. and sort of like levels of interest in some of the more serious philosophical stuff can enjoy. And like maybe this is just one of those elements that's, you know, exists for one part of the audience that I might not necessarily, what do they call those? Where the circles? Oh, the uh, Venn diagram. The Venn diagram where where we necessarily cross over. It's like this is over here in this circle and I'm this circle or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, we've been on that for too long. Okay. But there is some weird... Translation stuff here, because she starts. She starts talking about Talone. Starts talking about Seraphitas. I might have the names totally backwards. I think it's Seraphita is the red one. Oh, yeah. Talone is the is the wind one. Anyways.
1: I didn't want to bother spelling those words, and so I didn't take a note of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who's who. This is how Well little not their names, but the what she says. There's a the, the, the word it's the very red technical. one. See, this is how little this impacted me. I don't even remember the names I of know, who's I know. who. The, the red one is talking about the wind one's um Jinna- gin and tonic brain, or something like that. Gin and right. Something. She uses a she uses the word. wrong
1: yeah. gin and tonic
0: t- t- terminology. Head, yeah. And the other one gets upset, like, oh, you're making me look bad by saying it that way, right? It's already bad enough as it is. She says, positronic photon brain cyborg. Yeah. That's bound <laughs> to get us in trouble with the makers of Star Trek. So. Star Trek. Star Trek. It's spelled wrong, <laughs> which is, geez. So
1: That prompted me to look this up in Japanese. Posit- that's where I found so out. So <laughs> when, when he's
0: talking, when she's saying positronic photon brain cyborg, it's a reference to Data. Data has a positronic brain in okay. Star Trek. Right? That's what she's talking about. Mm. But this fourth wall breaking joke yes. feels really out of left field to yes, me. Yes, it's horrible. And
1: it's a bad it is joke.
0: not no. in Japanese at all, I, apparently.
1: I looked it up. It is not. Um, So I just looked up the Star Trek line and I did, um, after looking up that line, I did also see that the whole conversation is very minimalized, but I didn't actually take note of the whole conversation. So she does say it wrong. Okay, so she does say the name wrong. So Sasuga, of course, you're... Puro kuro, she just pronounces it completely wrong. Oh, right? she just so it she right. pronounces the word completely wrong and actually says some completely wrong words, like t- talking about a cow and some other things, right? And then Toloné comes back and corrects her, saying, No, it's the positronic neutron brain. And that is where she says, Right? Oh, that's bound to get caught in the inspection. That's what it would say in Japanese. That's bound to get caught in the inspection. That's
0: bound to get caught in the inspection.
1: That might be referring to people who look over the game to copyright check it. It might be a fourth wall break in the Japanese, but they don't reference Star Trek. But then Richard Honeywood took it upon himself to put in the Star Trek reference to make it more obvious.
0: That's weird.
1: So So. just to recap, (laughs) Serafita says the name wrong, just yes. like she does in English, including wrong words and it makes it sound stupid. Tolone corrects her, and then Tolone then questions herself at what she just said and said, "Well, that's bound to get caught in the inspection." This is um. Uh, either way, this is a weird, weird, weird conversation. It's weird. It's very weird, and and it, it's not important. It's just not as weird <laughs> in the Japanese. It's not important. It is important to the extent that these characters were insufferable yes specifically to you they were very hard (laughs) to get by and (laughs) in the japanese they're not as insufferable
0: it's such a weird fetching scene in the midst of a really good one that just threw me off it's
1: almost as if that's a rule within this game anytime we have too heavy of a scene we have to lighten the mood immediately like very quickly like right away and in fact um george lucas kind of had a similar. Philosophy within his movies and within the prequels specifically, he would do something very silly. He he really did not like to show like in Episode Two the romance between Anakin and uh, not not Leia Padme (laughs) um, gets very strange and awkward in that scene kind of towards the end where it's implied that they. Decided to make a little baby. (laughs) Um, But there's like the fire and it's all dark and stuff. Yeah, that's a very, very cringy scene. Now, (laughs) it's awkward, but George Lucas wanted it to be awkward because he didn't want it to be serious romance because the kids don't like watching that. And he purposefully had these talented actors, well, at least on the part of Natalie Portman, very talented actress, kind of pull back a little and not be so good at acting on purpose so that this would be okay for kids still because they're
0: very monotone and they're not very expressive it's it's a bad scene (laughs) it's a bad scene the the dialogue itself is
1: yes it is not it is not super well written it's not very well delivered but it was done on purpose and i think for sure they're doing this on purpose because once things get too heavy it's a little hard for kids to stay into it when it's not so fun and exciting you know yeah